afternoon. Um, tonight is dinner we have now produced. It's not the um, it's a high, high marketing quality. Um, the risk taker card that we talked about before. As I told you, this is the pre-dama risk taker that people um, put on their refrigerators, put on their um, mirrors, etc. Some people put it next to their affirmations. Um, the uh, and uh, so it's it's in constant view. Now we're um, we're into the the last legs or the last leg, I should say, of the seminar. And uh, the next time you see me on the, not, except for tonight when I close, when you see some video again, these guys are all going to be wearing kilts, uh, skirts to some of you, um, uh, showing off their bony knees. Um, but um, we're in the last afternoon of the last day of the seminar. We have a graduation uh, tonight. And uh, we give out some awards and some certificates, and uh, we take pictures, and uh, it's a, a night of celebration. And it's, it's a night of celebration, uh, which I'll talk more about tonight, but before we get there, there's still, uh, three or four very uh, salient and germane points that we will cover. Um, but um, before I, I'm going to talk a few minutes, but is there anybody that has any questions about anything uh, that I've said heretofore um, about your deal? We've talked about financing deals this afternoon. Uh, before, excuse me, this morning before we broke for lunch, and uh, a couple of people in the, the group have relatively easy deals to fund. One because one's got an 80-year-old brand that he's uh, the, the last son of the son of the oldest son of the oldest son, yada yada, uh, and um, that should be pretty easy. Uh, uh, not easy in the terms of before he got here, before he learned all this. And another one is that um, we're going to use a, uh, a female brand selling point uh, that should be uh, very doable. Uh, and uh, the, uh, especially in today's politically correct environment of women empowerment, et cetera, et cetera. The irony of all this is that uh, <clears throat> I, I don't uh, really, um, I'm not a proponent of political correctness, number one, because I think it's, it's selling the world down the shithole. Uh, but number two, that um, at least at this juncture, I'll be the only non-female involved in the board. Uh, and um, so that'll be pretty interesting, which won't be a first for me. I've done uh, uh, feminine, uh, not feminine deals, but deals with just uh, women participants before. That shouldn't be too much of a challenge. It'll be more challenge for the women than it will be for me, I assure you. Um, the rest of these transactions, potential transactions around the room, have different varying degrees of difficulty, uh, depending on the barrier to entry. I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about that. One of the reasons that the internet is easy and hard to make money on is because there's no barrier to entry. What do I mean? Anybody in Bangalore, India with a debit card, if they can get a debit card, or uh, Belarus, or Cleveland, Ohio, or uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, can get on the internet. You can sell stuff, buy stuff, etc., uh, and uh, without too much difficulty. That means if anybody can do it, 
That means there's millions and millions of comp competitors. Some people are very good at it, and uh, whereas an 80-year um, brand name, that's a big barrier to entry. You gotta be running 80 years and not go out of business. Okay? Uh, a little lesser barrier to entry um, is the fact that the, the woman here wants to do a deal that um, uh, isn't politically correct and is fashionable now vis-a-vis -vis empowerment of, win of women. Although there's a lot of other people doing that, which we have a couple of unique kickers, which I'm not going to uh, give you uh, the benefit of on YouTube, because then we would have a fucking barrier to entry because we tell everybody on the internet uh, or on YouTube what the ideas that we've come up with. Uh, some of the other people in the room have unique opportunities uh, that, um, for various reasons, either because the, the part of the world they're from, we got a gentleman here from uh, originally from the Congo, uh, and. Uh, but all of you that are involved, both here and that have attended the seminar beforehand, and the people that are watching on YouTube, um, either have an idea, don't have an idea, if you have an idea, is there a hard barrier to entry? Does it cost money? Does it have special expertise? I mean, uh, is everybody else doing it? Et cetera, et cetera. Now, most of you haven't thought about that. What you do is you come up with an idea, I love it, so that means everybody else loves it. The great idea about the internet is that you can test and find out within a few minutes to a few hours, at the maximum a few days, if it works or if it doesn't work. Uh, and you can fine tune it a little and you can tweak it as they say and either it has a better uh, click-through rate or it has a better ROI, return on investment, etc. But most people that get involved in transactions for themselves and have a dream, I have a dream, as Martin Luther King said, don't give it any thought whether anybody else wants it or not. Unfortunately, I'm here to tell you most of the ideas that are listening to this, nobody else wants. And you haven't done any testing, and you haven't done any proper investigation. As Costa Grazos, my mentor, who is a lifelong friend of Aristotle and Nassus, taught me many years ago that he learned uh, from um, uh, Mr. Onassis, is the more you investigate, the less you will invest, either your time or your money. Most people don't do enough homework, most people don't do enough due diligence, most people don't spend enough time to ascertain whether their thing is wanted by anybody else. They just think it's wanted because they think it's a good idea. A lot of the success in life is serendipity. It's, uh, it's by accident. What we teach here for a week and what I've taught for 20 years is that to look for things that there is a market for and low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit, I mean things that somebody else wants to do other than just you that have big margins. I like big margins because why do I like big uh, gross profit margins? Because most of us, myself included, aren't that great of managers. So if you're a good manager to a great manager, you can make money. Okay. You guys here, you guys and gals, have learned what to do uh, now when you go forward. Now, I'm going to read this risk taker, because I've had a bunch of other things I wanted to talk about at the close tonight. Um, it's really important, and I developed this a number of years ago, because one of the biggest differentiations between the guys that are here, my influencers, and the guys that are behind you in the Hall of Fame, is that they took risks. 
and uh, not always educated risks, even though I've taught them to be uh, investigate before you invest, but they took risks. Uh, there's, uh, there's an old saying, I don't know who said it, no guts, no glory, uh, but um, here goes. Creed, I am a risk taker. The days of defending my present possessions and positions are gone forever. Therefore, from this day forward, I will, ha I will have to concern myself with such problematic issues as maintaining my present job or keeping my current standard of living. Instead, I will put the things which can go wrong on the defensive and I will put the things which must go right in ready formation for the attack. As of today, I am a dynamic, vigorous risk taker whose eyes are always turned towards my strengths, my assets, rather than towards my weaknesses and liabilities. Henceforth, I will wake up in the morning thinking only of ways to do the things I want to do rather than waking up thinking of all the reasons why I cannot do those things. As of today, I will think repeatedly of the many achievements which I am going to accomplish in the future that are vastly superior to anything I have ever done in the past. Clearly, these are the results that can only be obtained if I'm first willing to take some kind of risk. Believe me, once I undertake this process, it won't be long before I start winning and in a big way. I should understand, however, that as I become increasingly involved in the risk-taking process, I will find myself forced to draw upon resources which I previously didn't even realize I possessed. At first, this may prove very frightening to me. Nevertheless, I must always remember I will never hear of, read about, or see anyone who achieves anything of greatness in his or her own life without first taking some kind of risk. The biggest thing that people learn when they come through QLA, whether you came to the first seminar in 93, 94, or you just are about to finish this seminar today, is that you're capable of a quantum leap, as I said before the break, but to achieve that quantum leap, you've got to take risk. Some people will be able to emotionally accept that easier than others. Some won't. My ability to take risk is at a high level, higher than most people that have come through the seminar, but not higher than everybody that's come through the seminar. And it all gets back to your, uh, your emotional bank account. We'll talk a lot about it at the close. We're going to talk about this afternoon marketing, which I find rather amusing that I should spend a section on marketing because I have always uh, had disdain for marketers, but um, I've gotten some awards for being a marketer over the years, uh, and so uh, I'm gonna, the section will be short though. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you tonight.